0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic top their Europa League group with a game to spare after beating Wren in Glasgow Rangers are top of theirs but still have a bit to do to seal qualification and Austin McPhee does expect to be in the Hearts hot seat at Ibrooks on Sunday I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Peter Grant and Hugh Keevans I'm glad that my old friend Peter is here tonight for one good reason he'll confirm that while Celtic and Rangers will get all the plaudits they deserve for what they are doing in Europe the one thing they won't get is any time to rest on their laurels. Not this season, not the way this championship is poised. Celtic won't even get a long lie on Sunday, never mind anything else. They'll go to Dingwall at high noon and they'll need to avoid the banana skin that could be Ross County. And can Hearts be the pushover that they look when they go to Ibrooks on Sunday? Peter, you know, on reflection... The next game When you play for Celtic and Rangers Is always the most important one Always is Hugh I mean Fantastic results in midweek And thoroughly deserved results And Rangers were unfortunate Not to win the game But as you say the Playing with the old firm uh, You know what it's like You know it never stops You have to win the next game Your performance at last week Means nothing It's all about what comes up next And that's what you're expected to do And that's the pressures That go with playing with them I mean Hugh Not to get carried away But we're pretty much The footballing capital Of the world now yeah, Or, yeah, or yeah, close so. Are we yeah, not yeah. We, we must yeah. be getting there yeah. This is like the, the Fourth, fifth I don't know how many Fridays in a row After the Europa League games We've come on Everything's rosy Celtic not only are through But they topped their group With a game to spare yeah. And Rangers have gotten themselves Into a pretty tidy position To join them in the next round as well So much that was positive About last night You know Celtic minus uh, Odson Edward And yet Come up with Lewis Morgan Terrific goal Mikey Johnson Comes on off the bench Terrific goal uh, Ryan Christie Everyone's favourite To be player of the year A terrific goal Alfredo Morelos Now worth Oh three Four Five billion pounds At least <laughs> uh, Two terrific headers From him And you look at the, the Tables this morning And you see Celtic on top Into the last 32 And The table toppers Rangers a draw away from being the last 32 and you think yeah this mm. is good I mean to take it as a as a collective Peter is this is this better than most people even imagined that, that we could do as a nation at the start of the season I'm sure it is you know I mean you've got to give credit to Morelos I mean I was one of his critics because of his discipline I think you've got to have your big players always available he's been outstanding and he's producing the big games now it's up for him to try and produce in a Celtic game because that's everybody questions now it's our biggest game you know but in Europe and in his league games so far he's been outstanding I'm glad you mentioned the young boys at Celtic have come on but I think you've got to give credit to both managers especially Neil Lennon getting and following Brendan Rodgers who done an unbelievable job but Neil again to be fair he's done even better results in Europe I know people will say about different things who the teams have played but the performances of the team have been outstanding the last two European performances have been excellent and he deserves great credit for that and all that's left to you is for hopefully like I say from a from a country's perspective that Rangers go and join Celtic they will qualify quite simply by avoiding defeat at home to young boys in two weeks time so yeah. if you had offered Stephen Gerrard that at the start of the campaign I'm pretty sure he would have taken your hand off I don't expect any Celtic supporter to wish Rangers well in that last game I don't expect any Ranger supporter to wish Celtic well in the last 32 that's the nature of the rivalry however they are doing a terrific job they are taking us up that 
coefficient table They are taking us towards the day Where we might have two Champions League places to offer So well done the pair of them Come on then fans of both teams Don't hang about Let's hear from you 01419511025 on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB One of those nights when we can all come together And be happy Even <laughs> Hugh Keevans I'm determined he's going to be happy Between now and 8 o'clock Lots to look back on Peter knows I was born happy <laughs> yeah, Something like that Last time he smelled in the hives <laughs> uh, Let's kick off by hearing from Neil Lennon That's the picture that is secure he hailed a landmark night for Celtic As they secured a first ever uh, Group win in European competition It was a 3-1 victory on the night To top Group E with a game to spare The Celtic boss says his players have achieved so much There's some milestones they achieved tonight You know, could they go beyond 10 points? Could they win the group? Could they win 10 games in Europe? And they've answered all those questions tonight And it wasn't you know, Psychologically it wasn't an easy game Because of the circumstances But the, they handled the mentality of the game very well I thought we could have uh, cut them open at will at times. You know, going forward, we are playing very well, and my goalkeeper's made a double save that's world class. We just came off it a little bit when the the game looked like it was was over, which is fine. I get that, um, but we could have won the game by more, and I'm absolutely delighted for the players. You know, they keep setting themselves new milestones. And they're a fantastic bunch And they're playing very, very well at the moment We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard as well It's 01419511025 to join in Brian's first up He's a Celtic fan on the line Just how happy are you, Brian? Sum it all up Absolutely delighted Honestly, I, I was there last night And um, I, I didn't I didn't feel You know, like, you know if we've got something to really go for and I didn't feel as we were going in It felt relaxed It felt, felt really quite strange Really to I've already been qualified and you know then I looked at the lineup and I thought mm-hmm, this could be you know something or nothing and then when they started playing I thought oh my god not only are they relaxed they're playing 10 out of 10 football now that is all to do with Neil Lennon that's all to do with Neil Lennon absolutely and utterly Neil Lennon's got them playing football that I, I mean, and I don't want to slaughter uh, Brendan Rodgers because Brendan Rodgers done something brilliant. But I don't think Neil, I don't think Brendan Rodgers and Celtic would have done what Neil Lennon Celtic has done in Europe this year. They're playing with this absolute cavalier, go forward, young guys really enjoying it, and that's probably what I was wanting to talk about mostly is that you've got young players, young Scottish players playing with a sense of belief. That they can do something in Europe and enjoy a game. I mean, like the enjoyability was just absolutely lovely. It was amazing to watch. It was really amazing to watch the guys playing. Um, young Morgan came in when it was a really difficult, really difficult situation for him. He's not had the best of starts in his Celtic career. He's had a bit of an injury, so to come in is such an important game. He came in and he played as though he'd been there for months. It absolutely was brilliant What impressed you most last night, Hugh? From a Celtic perspective I agree with what Brian's saying That the attitude of mind is so important to football And uh, Peter touched on the fact that uh, Neil Lynn had an immense job Succeeding Brendan Rodgers And in passing, I would say that the way to praise Neil Lennon Is not to run down Brendan Rodgers You know, what Brendan did for Celtic Seven trophies in a row The invincible season he is entitled to have his Celtic legacy. But what Neil Lennon has done has instilled an attitude of mind 
But it's been good enough to beat Lazio home and away To have gone two games against Wren And lost neither And he simply has them playing in a way Peter, the fans go on about the Celtic way Well, I think Neil Lennon has embraced the Celtic way I think the biggest thing you take for the Brendan legacy Is the fact that the boys are comfortable in possession of the ball I think you get into Europe And if you give the ball away and keep turning the ball over You're going to have a problem And it's proved many times I know for the international level what it's like So I understand that And Celtic were excellent under Brendan Let's not be kidded with that But they've went into Europe now And Neil's mixed it a little bit You know, he's got the team organised, well shaped The boys are comfortable as I say in possession of the ball I thought away in Italy they were outstanding. They're just they're disciplined at their jobs. The, the chances he created, okay, you need your keeper to bring a couple of good saves at certain yeah. times, and they've done that. But that's part of the game when you go to Europe. You're never going to dominate. But now these boys understand the amount of games they're having now playing in big competition. That's also helping them. These young boys are became men now, and it's great to see the young boys coming in as well. Uh, young Lewis Morgan, young Mikey Johnson coming on and doing ever so well. Who's got a bright bright future in the game, obviously. But they come on and play in the big games and producing. It's exciting times, you know, it's exciting times in the way they're playing uh, Brian, you'll have been to many of these European games over the years in, in different competitions against different opposition And listen, I think we know that Wren have had a pretty difficult time of it They're bottom of the group for a reason They were out and, and they were rotating their squad and all the rest of it But even at that, how strange was it, Brian, to see a European performance that was almost I'm not going to say easy is the right word, but but routine. It was just a routine win for Celtic. It was it was almost like what you would expect sometimes fr- from a domestic game. The Celtic didn't have a full strength team either, and managed to just win so comfortably. Was that was it in some way? Was it strange to witness that? Well, for me, I I want to give the respect to every team that we've played. We have not had an easy group. If when we went to Ren, we were unlucky not to win it, and I won each. Ren are a good side. Wren are a better side than a lot of teams are giving them credit for because Celtics beat them and drew with them. They're the only team that we've drew with. So, for for it to say that, no, I think Wren are a very good side. Any team that wins the French Cup against PSG are a very, very good side. So, let's not take a wee bit of the gloss off Celtic beating them so comfortably last night. Hey, the, point, the point wasn't that Wren aren't good, Hugh. The point was that Celtic, that's what I'm saying, Celtic made it look like a routine yeah. Just just a routine night A professional job Without having to call on Edward, Without having to have a full strength team you, know, and you just always felt like They were going to go and win it Subconsciously Celtic could have taken their foot off the pedal They had qualified With two games to go I know the incentive Was to finish top And therefore uh, To be avoiding Perhaps a, a big name In the round of 32 But Again to go back to Attitude of mind From The word go they were committed, playing on the front foot, uh, defensively solid, in Sham showing what a good player he can be, uh, and the whole thing, a joy to watch. Thank you very much, Brian, in Stilling for his call. Let's hear what Stephen Gerrard made of last night. He says he didn't recognise the team in the first half, but thought they were excellent after the break. He also believes they were denied a blatant penalty for a challenge on Alfredo Morelos. I think it's a fair result. I thought finals were better in the first half. I thought we were excellent in the second half. At times, and patches in the first half, I didn't recognise us. Uh, what we stand for, our identity, what we've worked out so hard for. I thought we were passive at times. Probably slightly lucky not to be fair to behind uh, at half-time. They got a bit of luck with the goal, but final certainly deserved to be in front at the break. I asked the players to remember what we stand for and what we're about and how hard we've worked to get to this opportunity. And um, 
I asked for the real Rangers in the second half and we got it. We won the second half 2-1, I thought we deserved it. Should have had a blatant penalty. I'm sure when the referee sees that he'll be devastated. And I'd like an explanation as to why. From UEFA that we never got a penalty. Um, but we did, certainly deserve to take something out of the game after our second half, showing how I was really proud of the performance second half. John and Canvas Lang, as a Rangers fan, what did you make of last night? I, I totally agree with the gaffer's assessment there. First half, we didn't turn up. It took us to the second half to get going, but uh, I, I probably I, I agree with it. Probably was a penalty because uh, the guy just collapsed on uh, Morelos. I mean, it's a penalty. It's a foul anywhere else to part, so it should have been a penalty. But the penalty should it went to the man I want to speak to about Alfredo Morelos. Speak about sorry. Go for it. Uh, well, just. I think I was on at the start of the season talking about his, uh, how his temperament's got better and that's proven it's not been a few games that's what 24 games 22 goals uh, 24 goals 28 games or something starts and it's just not just the goals he's scoring if you watch him there see the hold up play the assists he's getting there and, and the team is, he's more intelligent on the ball he's looking up he's looking for a pass where even as much as last year, it was maybe a, a bit erratic. He was gone for shots and maybe gone nowhere near a goal. But now he's, he's getting one or two chances in games, big games, and he's putting the ball in the net. People say that he doesn't score in big games. He scored in Europe. He scored at uh, Hamden. He scored for his country. Obviously, the next thing is scoring in an old firm game. He's got two chances at next month. Uh, I think Gerard in the past maybe didn't trust his temperament, but... I think he can trust him on the partner to go and do what he does best and that's score goals mm-hmm. for Rangers and the guy that's probably helped him the Mason scheme with Rangers Jermaine before what a model professional and he's, he's done must have learned loads for him on the training park I think the guy who's done most for him is Stephen Gerrard to be honest uh, because he must have worked on him his temperament last season was suspect to an almost laughable degree but he's a changed man and his football is all the better for it uh, and he is irreplaceable So far as this season is concerned I think Rangers might have to replace him Next season Because I'm not sure he'll be there Because when you're doing things like The goals he scored against Feyenoord last night Your profile is growing and growing mm. and growing It's only a matter of time Before somebody comes in and offers the money I fully understand why Rangers won't take it this season I understand what Dave King and Stephen Gerrard have said I don't know what he's worth He's worth what someone will offer for him but he has become irreplaceable and could be the one to make the material difference between Rangers winning the league this season and not. Peter Graham, what did you make of the two goals last night? So it was two headers, but it seems like he's just scoring all different types of goals at the moment. I think, as John said there, I think he's using his aggression in the right way. And you can see that in his general play. That's how his link plays better. That's how his all-round game's better. He's not worrying about the opposition and wanting to fight somebody. He's more concerned about the game now. And I think that's proven... You touched on it, I think Stephen's done a wonderful job with him, but he's right uh, also in the fact that Jermaine Defoe was fortunate enough to work with Jermaine and he's probably the best finisher I've ever worked with. And I think he's got a calmness about him on the training pitch, he's about his professionalism second to none. So I'm sure he's had a big help with him as a fellow striker trying to help him out and I think that's why Stephen's probably brought him along. Um, but he's been outstanding this season, Morelos, and you've got to tip your hat to him, as I say, I was very critical of him last year because of the big games he kept letting himself down and his teammates down, which is... Impossible when you go into the big games If you keep going a man short And that's what you've done too often last year uh, John how confident are you of progression then To the next round You simply need to avoid defeat at home To young boys in two weeks Doable Well our record at home under Stephen Gerrard Is we've never lost in Europe 
So we've got to be confident with that. It's one point, but I hope we don't play for the point. I hope we play the way we have played in Europe this season. We have only lost that one game to young boys, and if you go back and look at that, analyse that game, it's a game we probably shouldn't have lost two individual errors. And I'm very confident, and it could only be good for Scottish football if we go through and get the coefficient up. I used to love when I'm one of these Rangers fans that would like to see Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League because it'd be. It can only be good if we're watching, seeing who that they get on, how we get on, and it makes it more interesting in the league when you're having to play these hard games and get into the weekend. And it's, it's a competitive edge if the two mm-hmm. could get back into the Champions League. I'm no one of these ones that I, I look at the bigger picture because you want Scotland uh, to do well, Scottish teams in uh, Europe, any team in Europe, but. Uh, we'll only be good for Scottish football we're, we're both back in there Absolutely We will look at that Coefficient situation uh, Shortly But Hugh Rangers group Is such a strange one Where last night Even if Rangers had Held on and got the three points Because of the fact that Porto won They still wouldn't have been Guaranteed to go through Last yeah. night either So it's so tight If you boil it down And simplify it that That's the headline You qualify If you avoid defeat at home To young boys in the next game I can imagine What Ibrox will be like that night Full house an atmosphere that will be, in terms of young boys, uh, intimidating. And I think that Rangers will devour young boys and get the win. There'll be no playing for a draw because you can't play for a draw. They'll go for the win. They'll go for an emphatic win. And it wouldn't surprise me if they got their emphatic win. John and Cambus Lang, thank you very much for the call. It's 01419511025. We're going to get some travel with Amber. And then we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon again next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It's Peter Grant and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Reacting as you would expect A great night in Europe last night Again Hugh I feel like a broken record They're all great nights at the moment Long may it continue Uh, We're on Twitter Don't forget at Clyde SSB Stephen Ray says Since the Cluj defeat Neil Lennon's taken Celtic To another level in Europe Since the Martin O'Neill days Celtic haven't won a European tie After Christmas Since we knocked out Barcelona in 2004 for me, that's the next target at that level. Hopefully we can go even further. And Robert Middlemas says, Stephen is proving to be a really good manager. Uh, stuck with Alfredo when others might not have. You can see the temperament in him has changed for the better. Uh, lots of credit given by you, Hugh Keevens, to Stephen Gerrard for the job he's done on Alfredo Morelos. Yeah. But, but I suppose credit t- to him himself, Peter, because you can't change unless you're willing to. Unless you're willing to work <laughs> and, and acknowledge the changes. I know how he feels <laughs> I was there a few times So I understand you. The red mist comes along And you don't know why But it did um, And great credit to him As I said Didn't think he had it in his locker Because he'd done it too often I think it was at five red cards Or something last year I'm not 100% sure It was something like that And you just can't get through a season Doing that Not when it's one of your main players Or you're not your main player At that particular time So great credit to the management team And as you say His teammates I'm sure a few of his More senior teammates Have been helping out Stephen Davis And that would have been saying Listen we can't do without you you're so important to the team And maybe inside his head And hopefully settle down now And his performances are showing that So one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones Imran is a Celtic fan from Leicester Hi Imran How you doing, you alright? Not too bad What did you make of it last night? I was uh, I was very happy I was a bit concerned When the team selection was put out To be honest Just uh, without Edward But I just think it goes to show That there's been a few times That Neil Lennon's Selections have been a cause for maybe a bit of doubt, but then with the, the, the team on the pitch, I think, did brilliantly last night. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing. We, there was um, whispers, rumours, call it what you will, throughout the afternoon that Odson Edward wasn't going to feature. Yeah. And especially at the moment, with Celtic being a bit short there, Lee Griffiths then deemed not fit enough to start the game either, or, or, or not chosen to start the game. Um, so to, to get that win without him is, is even greater well, credit, is it not? I am a firm believer in having the main man there, whether it's Alfredo Morelos or Odson Edward. I don't like the term false nine. False for me means fake uh, So I, I don't like false nines oh, come on, get down but, with the kids But But When you see Morgan finishing Like A real good striker When you know That Mikey Johnson is capable of Doing once again What he did last night Christie Is Always good for a goal That kind of fluidity That kind of multiple choice for goal scorers that's very reassuring because the one thing I keep on saying, Odson Edward won't go unscathed between now and May. There will be times when he's not there. Injury will get in the way. Uh, so it's handy for Neil Lennon to know that all these options exist. Imran, it was only one game, so I don't expect anyone to get carried away by one game. But at the same time, did last night cause you to reassess Lewis Morgan and, and perhaps how you feel about him? Do you think he might have a bit more of a part to play in the coming weeks? I think uh, I don't think we've seen enough of him on the pitch. I think I think Neil Lennon's picked him because of what he's seen him in training. So I think he's a good option to have up there. I still think we need to buy uh, cover up front in the January window. So I think I don't think we can rest on our, our laurels. I think that we've got enough strikers. But um, a couple more points, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, one is that I think the push by the Rangers has made Celtic up their game a bit as well. Uh, I think because they know Rangers are right behind them, I think they're, they're having to play at a higher standard than they were playing maybe a couple, of, you know, last couple of years and that. And also being in England, I have to, I have to praise the Scottish game and its passion. Even though I have to watch the English games here and there because of my kids, but the, the Scottish game is, is, is whatever it's like. The passion up, up there, especially for the fans and the old firm, it's something you don't get down here in England. Well, yeah. you know, part of the almost surreal aspect to what's going on in Europe with Celtic and Rangers is that for years, Peter, we've been looking at Rangers in the, the lower leagues here and there was no sense of competition. It, it, it had gone. And gradually, they had to work their way through the the Mark Warburton phase. They had to work their way through the Pedro Cachinha phase. And then along came Steven Gerrard. And it it is different now Celtic did very well last season To withstand the loss of Brendan Rodgers Neil Lennon did exceptionally well To get the cup and the league over the line Brendan Rodgers is gone It's Neil Lennon's team And he knows, like Imran That across the city there is now a genuine challenge Anyone who denies the existence of a genuine challenge For the league title mm. Is now guilty of delusion Well Imran started speaking about the, the striking options last night The lack of Odson Edward Neil Lennon um, was speaking about that as well Lee Griffiths came on at 3-0 Odson Edward left out altogether of course But the manager's hopeful that Edward will make the trip to Ross County He's got a, a, a niggle So we didn't want to take any chances on him So we'll see how he is for the weekend um, And that, you know, that performance is without Odson So it shows how well they can play you know, sometimes we've got some important players missing, and that you know sums up the group at the minute. You know, they're really in a good place. So Lewis Morgan comes in, and he's a testament to 
know, being a really good professional, you know, waiting his time, staying on top of his conditioning, and he goes out and plays brilliantly like that. And we're all very, very pleased for Lewis. We knew he could, we could do it. Greg Taylor is another example. So is Maritz. So, while it's been, you know, maybe frustrating for some of them not to play on a regular basis, they've kept their, you know, fitness levels at a very high standard, and they're getting the rewards for that. Peter, you'll know far more about this than me, but it certainly looked like a striker's run and finish from Lewis Morgan last night. I'm absolutely delighted for him because I was fortunate enough to work with him at the 21s, him and young Greg Taylor. The two of them are fantastic professionals and very, very good footballers. You know, he's just been unfortunate. The position he plays, you know, he's not had a lot of game time. And as a forward, you need that game time. You need to be playing in the highest games. Playing in 23s or in 18s or reserves, whatever you want to call it, it's not good enough for these guys because he was playing first-team football all the time and then coming to Celtic and not getting that. Is that we spell it? Went out and loan and whatever to learn. But as you say, going to Celtic, People judge you on your performance on the pitch And hopefully last night they see the light that he is He has got a talent And it's just a matter of getting him in the team But he's got to go and earn that His performance has done him no harm last night That's for sure and Nice to see Greg getting the games mm. as well But these young kids have got an unbelievable attitude And they play that Coblex Celtic Only going to make them better I think he adapted to that role well I mean he gets his goal Which you know is obviously a huge uh, bonus But overall did, do you think he, he slotted in pretty well there? We played in Peru with Scotland We put him on and he was on for about 25 minutes and he was the best player on the pitch. He was very direct. We played him more a central role and he was sort of 10 behind the nine. And he was excellent. He was first class. He ran at defenders, turned them on. And I'm talking about top quality international players. And I know it was Peru, but they went to the World Cup and had lost a goal. And he was outstanding for that period. So he definitely can play in there. There is absolutely no doubt of that. He's got the talent to play there and he's got the mentality, which is more important when you're playing at Coblex Celtic. I'm not sure he'll be allowed out alone now. Even if Celtic were contemplating the idea either... Jack Ross at Hibs or uh, Jim Goodwin at St Mirren or Peter Grant at Allah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? No, uh, I, I know it's one goal, one game, but what Peter's saying, uh, he's laying out his credentials there in front of you. Uh, and uh, an old friend of Peter's and mine uh, who now works with the SFA said to me that he thought Lewis Morgan was the best young player in the country. Uh, so at the moment, while Zordson Edward, while Lee Griffiths is taking baby steps back into the fold, I don't think Neil Lennon mm. would be would be letting Lewis Morgan go in the January window. But then again, just to underline the level of competition, Mikey Johnson comes back, one of Celtic's better players at the start of the season, a few months out and comes back and hits the ground running. So that that, that sums up the level of competition. It's magnificent for Celtic and it's magnificent for Scotland because I think he'll be in the international squad if he keeps fit. There's no doubt we don't have that. We need match winners. We need guys that can produce the moments of magic. Mikey's got that. We've got to be willing to give him... I mean, the pass he put through in the Rangers game, am I correct, for mm-hmm. the goal that he set up through there. His first game was a hard one for him. He said he had two sides of it playing a different position. But he came back and that, for me that showed a fantastic mentality that he came in the next game and played exceptionally well after the disappointment. The first game he played an old him game. You know, so great credit to him. It's fantastic to see him back. Speaking of players playing exceptionally well, Stephen Gerrard has reiterated his claims he wouldn't sell Alfredo Morelos even for fifty million pounds in January. He says he didn't see enough from his attacking players early on in the game, but was delighted with their quality as the match wore on. Yeah, well, that's the quality we asked for at half time. I thought our front three were we never seen enough from them in the first forty-five, all coming to feet. Uh, not not securing the ball, no runs behind, not really much quality. That was the frustrating thing at half time. Second half we caused them lots of problems. The ball from Stephen Davis to Ryan Kent's a fantastic ball. And then that's what Ryan Kent's about. Half a yard, incredible cross, 
And if you if you give the, the buff that type of service, you get your goals. It's as simple as that. There was no, none of that service around in the first half, and there wasn't enough bodies in the box in the first half. The second goal was pretty similar, uh, only that it was a, uh, an outswinging cross from Bonner again, a wonderful cross. Uh, arguably the second head is better than the first, uh, but that's what he's about. Uh, two fantastic goals, and we looked more of a threat. Second half, we looked like we were game to go and cause final problems, which was missing in the first half. Stephen, go back to Morelos. You can't say just the young been selling for 50 million. Is that kind of pretty much. Do you believe me now? <laughs> <laughs> he's not for sale. He's not for sale at any price. You can see why Hugh Keevens Because it's one thing Scoring one good header last night Then a second good header last night But I mean Assess the bigger picture With Alfredo Morelos He's the first player Rangers player To score in four consecutive European games He's up to 13 European goals For the season Breaking the record For a Scottish based player Set by Henrik Larsson He just keeps adding And adding to these statistics He is irreplaceable For Rangers Dave King laid it all bare On the day of the AGM He said Rangers don't want money in the bank They want the title And that's why If an offer comes in from Morelos in January It will be turned down He's going nowhere for this season If Celtic win the title Then it'll all be reassessed And in fact even if Rangers win the title It'll all be reassessed Because there does come a point where If somebody came with 50 million And we're talking hypothetically here if somebody came for any player in this country and offered 50 million, Stephen Gerrard would be told to drive him to his next club. So We wouldn't let you go for 50 million, just so that you know, just so you can sleep easy tonight. 48, 49, you know. Uh, but uh, Dave King's words we don't want money in the bank, we want the title. That's all you need to know. Colin is a Rangers fan in Balak. What's on your mind tonight, Colin? Hi there, hi Pano. Hello. Hi, hi, and, yeah, that's about the, the penalties. Uh, you know, Ojo was uh, chopped down, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion. And obviously Morales, you know, with a big guy on his back. And it's, uh, I mean, the referees obviously, I don't know if it, if it went missing or that. So that was my, my point. So, yeah, I mean, Hugh, particularly the one where the defender does claim all over Morelos. Yeah, it's a penalty. We were watching it, Mark Wilson, Gordon Deal were here and couldn't well, really believe that it wasn't a penalty. What you missed then was the treat of Alec Ray, who was uh, co commentating. <laughs> but he took it well. He almost swallowed his tongue uh, when the referee didn't give the penalty. And Alec was right. It was a penalty. Uh, and Stephen Gerrard was right uh, to say it was a blatant penalty. I heard Stephen Gerrard say. I'd like someone from UEFA to explain why it wasn't. Well, they won't explain because they'd have to explain why a penalty wasn't given in Spain and in Italy and in mm. France and in Germany and in London and in Manchester. They're not going to start explaining why every penalty was not given. Suffice it to say, it was a stonewaller. I think overall, Peter, Rangers are still in a very good position to go through and you feel a lot worse about these things if it's a decision that that knocks you out or, or something like that Not not to take anything away it, it did look like a howler From the referee didn't it? No I thought it was a right decision I'm only joking <laughs> I'm only joking No Of course Of course it's a, a nightmare You know when you're in the big games You want the decisions to go for you Of course you do And if Rangers end up winning it As you say They still wouldn't have been through 100% But for sure it, For the players and everything Winning mm-hmm. away from winning They deserved it it's On the second half I think Stephen Gerrard Summed up well First half I thought Flying over the better side Rangers by far the second half But they played a certain type of football The second half 
Stephen said they all came to feet because I kept passing to feet. Stephen Davis's first pass into the corner was the first time they turned him round. Then they got the opportunity to cross and they go from it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. Neil's team, the way um, Neil's team's different from maybe Brendan was everything pass and pass and pass. You've got to mix the game, whether it's in Europe, whether it's at home. You have to mix the game, and they got their opportunity from that. But definitely, Rangers deserve the penalty. There's no doubt. Colin, he didn't get the penalty, but he got the two goals. How would you assess Alfredo Morelos's performance last night? Uh, well. Uh, he's cracking. They were really good. Uh, he just he seems to he can score, whether it be headers or shots. He's just the guy's on fire, as everybody else is on that opinion as well. So I think uh, long may it continue. And yes, uh, roll on the cup final for me. <laughs> That's it, Hugh. The well, build up's well and truly yeah, on. Listen, Colin has just spoken for the Rangers fans. Five minutes from now There'll be a Celtic fan on Saying Roll on the cup final uh, And that's the way Both of them should feel uh, The the country will come to A halt A, a week on Sunday uh, When this final is played Because here we have A cup final Where the outcome Is uncertain I don't care what you say The outcome is uncertain uh, But if you're Austin McPhee The way hearts are uh, You're thinking Morelos The last thing I need on Sunday Thank you very much to Colin in Balak Now listen I know football is pretty much the most important thing in the world right here right now But this is something even more important that I'd like to tell you about Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas In partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Proud to support Cash for Kids Now I was in the city centre today I... Almost dipped my toe in the Christmas shopping madness But I can tell you that the build-up is well and truly on And we're on a mission to make Christmas Day Just a little bit different for children across Glasgow and the West Who even struggle to get a proper meal At this time of the year We want to make Christmas Day just a little bit different And like I say, I really mean it a little bit different Just something as simple as a proper meal That really would mean the world You can help make this happen By supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year Uh, An example of some of the good work that can be done Crookston Community Group is an organisation Who offer a food share service To help combat food poverty in the local community They offer children a safe place to play Uh, Here one of the children who goes to the group Tells us the difference you could make By donating to Cash for Kids well, now I feel very different because we used to sometimes like sleep on the floor. Well, now uh, lunch club started and we went there. Now my dad gets more money and doesn't have to spend it. So now he buys like different stuff like bed, and sofa. And then when I wake up, I'm happy. I think that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with wholesale domestic bathrooms, Hillington and Clyde One. If you want to help this Mission Christmas appeal this year, head online right now to ClydeOne.com. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevens and Peter Grant here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I know we're looking back, Hugh, on magnificent results last night in a magnificent situation, certainly if both teams go through. Uh, but some good football to look forward to this weekend. Alawa against Inverness, topping the bill, Peter, as I'm sure you'll agree. Absolutely. Um, in the Premiership, Hugh, Jim Goodwin taking a uh, St Mirren up to Pataudry Jack Ross going for another win Mullerwell at home to St Johnson um, Before the, the Glasgow sides get involved again on Sunday Yeah A big disappointment for Jim Goodwin midweek When uh, Hibbs went to uh, Paisley And got a 2-1 win He has to recover from that You've got those four teams at the bottom Hearts, Hamilton, St Johnston, St Mirren All on 11 points uh, They've got to have a big weekend A lot of them But they can't 
So they won't okay. He's getting his predictions in Even earlier than usual 10 to 7 That shows you how excited he is After the European results last night What it all means Hugh It's coefficient time Try yeah. and do it in a very straightforward manner We'll just pick the bullet points So as not to send everyone to sleep We now sit 15th In yeah. the UEFA coefficient table Which means As things stand Which is your favourite phrase on the yeah. show It means two Champions League places For the 21-22 season As it stands Now it's not secured yet Because we could be caught I think Cyprus and some other countries Are just behind us But it is looking quite likely So Celtic have still got a game to play Rangers have got a game to play Celtic will at least play another two With hopefully Rangers joining them So it does look quite likely That we can stay inside that top 15 Which like I say Would re- result in two Champions League places For the 21-22 season And that would restore Respectability Dignity Reputation to have two Champions League places would be a significant symbol of a game involving Celtic and Rangers that was getting better and improving all the time. I still maintain the majority of Celtic supporters hope that Rangers lose every time they play and the majority of Rangers fans hope Celtic lose every time they play in Europe. That's not my affair. The two managers, Neil Lennon and Steven Gerrard, are doing a magnificent job and the player pools... Are Pushing their weight as well I mean what a result that would be Peter Like I say it is looking likely The odds are sort of in our favour at the moment But you don't want to get too ahead of ourselves If it were to be the case Two Champions League places from 21-22 season What a great achievement that would be It would be fantastic for everybody Because Scottish football back on the map As in a powerhouse in the respect of Not what everybody makes it a laughing stock So and it's been that for a little while now Because we've not had that And we've had to play a hell of a lot of games In the build up People forget that Some of these boys are back in June, July Right away they've got three weeks rest All the games they play for by So it'll be a big, big help to the players as well Playing in these games But the more games they play I'm sure that the boys are getting more experience now And it's fantastic And that's the great thing about the group things You know, you get in the groups And you're playing six games, nine games Twelve games, whatever it ends up being And it's fantastic Each year they're going to get stronger mm-hmm. The longer they keep their pools where, together Where we are Was brought home to me, Peter During the week when an investment group bought into Manchester City 10% for £389 million And that got them 10% We live in a country where it's basically a hand-to-mouth existence Where Celtic and Rangers don't get big money from television deals and all the rest of it But they are now in a place where they are getting results in Europe That we thought were no longer possible and that they'll both be in the last 32 They can't be drawn against each other In the last 32 But they can be drawn against each other In the round of 16 And at that point I'm going to Australia To visit my <laughs> old school pal Who lives in Sydney I mean, You've got to remember Hugh I mean, I've been doing England for a long time now There's youth team players Getting more than anybody outside Old Firm yeah. Getting paid Without playing even a game There's non-league teams Getting more than anybody outside Old Firm Playing every week Non-league uh-huh. So we've got to understand that We're very very critical And as I say I was probably like that before down to England and understand that. And I think we're still wet behind the ears and that. We don't realise what these guys are fighting against, these managers trying to bring mm. players up here yeah. to make the, the group and the team stronger and better because they get non-league money down the road is more than they're getting here outside well, Old Firm. Let's speak to Paul on the line. Hi, Paul. Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Peter. Hi, Hello. Paul. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> I was at the game last night uh, and... For the first time that I can remember going to a European game, uh, the 
It wasn't all ever going to be, oh, it's a great atmosphere at Celtic Park. Uh, as it is, but as I've said before, that was really starting to grind on me. But I think, going to the game last night, I don't even think uh, Ren thought they were going to win, to be honest. Uh, it, it's, it was a totally odd feeling. Nice feeling. I know, I know we've qualified, but uh, I wasn't even particularly worried with uh, Edward not playing. Uh, I just think there has been a bit of a shift since Neil Lennon's come in. It's uh, whatever he's done to the players as well. We're just a more solid unit, uh, and it, it was just it's a bizarre atmosphere. I thought it was nice, even sometimes a wee bit boring. <laughs> you know that when they're chasing it, uh, I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, but in all my years of going to the games, I thought that was really odd, really odd last night. Well, you know. The atmosphere changes because you're there You're in the round of 32 anyway uh, With two games to spare uh, It was all about prestige last night You know, could Celtic win all three games in the section at home? That's an important thing for Neil Lennon I go back to last May I stood in this very studio At this very microphone And was taken aback By the attitude of some Celtic fans When we announced here uh, that Neil had been offered the job on a permanent basis immediately after the cup win against Hearts. I was taken aback by it uh, because it, it was as if Peter Lawwell had done something wrong and Neil Lennon has now shown those Celtic supporters that Neil was the right man in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean, that's the point I sort of tried to make to one of the other callers earlier, Peter. I probably made it quite clumsily, and Paul summed it up perfectly. Celtic have gotten to a stage in Europe this season where last night ended up being a routine victory. As Paul says, there was not there was no real fear. Or your star players not playing? That's okay. I think we'll have enough to handle it. Well, listen, when you play with Celtic, you do win every game. That's fact. Um, you've got to perform. The boys up out there last night, they'd have been as nervous. The young boys that were going out and playing mm. for the first time. doesn't matter anything to them that they're representing Celtic. They're representing the supporters. You know, they've got to go out and play every game. It's great that the, the supporters, but I think they've earned that, the players, the way they've played. I think the way Neil shaped the team, as you say, fantastic credit to Brendan Rodgers for what he'd done. Neil's done it differently. And as I say, fantastic. I think Neil's went above and beyond his performances. I think he's learned from his time at Hibs, never mind at Celtic. You know, I think he's a different manager now, um, stroke coach, whatever you want to call it, for his backroom staff. It's a lot more prepared, organised Celtic team and they know what they're doing. Each player knows what they're doing and I think that's why the fans can go and enjoy it because they know they're going to get a performance from their team and nine times out of ten they've had that. Um, I'm not sure you can really call them fringe players, Paul. Lewis Morgan probably goes into that bracket. Mikey Johnson's been out injured so it's a bit different. What did you make of guys like that last night? Uh, you know, Gordon, I don't think there's any failures. Even every single player has got a real quality uh, I, I, I was watching the game and I, I think that uh, Brewer is maybe one of the weaker kind of defenders but going forward I mean the way he can ping a ball in is top class you know uh, Lewis Morgan looked like he hadn't really been out of the team now, I think that the thing that Neil Lennon does is Neil Lennon gives him a chance and I think they all believe that they will get into the team at some point Uh they're all fighting for each other. It's just, it just seems like if you're a football player, I mean, every football player wants to work, but it must be known that you're going to get a chance at some point because you play that many games. It must be, it must be a great place to work. Thank you very much. That was Paul in Kirkintillic. It takes us up nicely to this. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball if you come on here and you get more questions right than Hugh Keevans or even Peter Grant, who's looking at me as if to say, what on earth have I let myself in for tonight? Well, it's at the toss of a coin, so you have a 50-50 chance. If you want to play tonight, 0141 951 1025. Be quick, lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Peter Grant here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Everyone's happy, even Hugh Keevans. He's still smiling after last night's Celtic topping the group and going through. We already knew they were going through, and now Rangers only need to avoid defeat against Young Boys to join them in the next round of the Europa League. It's all good. We're looking ahead to a big weekend of domestic action as well, but let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time Your chance to win a signed Super Scoreboard ball I mean money can't buy At this time of year as well What a prize The bragging rights Up for grabs as well If you get more questions right Than Hugh Or Peter Let's meet tonight's contestant It's Mark from Dumbarton How are you tonight Mark? Hi I'm, I'm great Hi how's yourself? Good thank Good you Still on a high after last night I would imagine uh, of course, I uh, can't beat a uh, win in Europe Absolutely, well let's see if you can add a win on Beat the Pundit to that list Heads, it's Hugh Keevans you're up against Tails, it's Peter Grant And it is Heads, it's Hugh Keevans against Mark A sigh of relief from Peter <laughs> over in the corner <laughs> The veteran will show you how it's done uh-huh. Or something like that Or something. Uh, right. uh, I'm going to give Hugh some Clyde 2 Mark in his ear Blast it nice and loud so that he can't hear us uh, And we'll get your clock ready Now here's the deal You've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Hugh You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it and move on to the next one quickly Okay right, No bother Good man Your time starts now How many European goals Has Alfredo Morelos scored this season? Five Who was appointed Arsenal's interim manager today? Fredrik Lundberg Who's the current manager of Wraith Rovers? Pass Who scored Celtic's opening goal last night? Uh, Morgan. Which Spanish side play their home games at Estadio de la Ceramica? Oh, what nationality is Rangers midfielder Glenn Camara? Oh, uh, okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Great, same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay. How many European goals has Alfredo Morelos got this season? 13 Who was appointed Arsenal's interim manager today? Freddie Lundberg Who is the current boss of Wraith Rovers? Pass Who scored Celtic's opening goal last night? It was uh, Lewis Morgan Which Spanish side play their home games at the Estadio de la Ceramica? Pass What nationality is Rangers midfielder Glenn Camara? Uh, English Which country won Euro 92? Taking you Germany. back Okay okay Mark what do you make of the competition? Uh, I think he's actually done me Do you think so? <laughs> I, think I don't so think I... it was a classic By any means <laughs> well, One or two maybe A couple extra questions so. well, Yeah well that is true You got on to the last one didn't he? How many European goals Has Alfredo Morelos scored this season? I know you're a Celtic fan Mark You're doing him a disservice He's got 13 Not 5 So Hugh Five in the group stages. Ah, you're group right. You are right. Not well done. To be fair, five in the group stages. Joint top of the group stage goal scoring charts. Uh, Hugh Keevans got it though, so it's one 0 to Hugh. Who was appointed Arsenal's interim manager today? 
Freddie Unberg You both got that right So it's 2-1 to Hugh Keevans Come on then Peter Grant Who's the current manager of Wraith Rovers? John McGlynn It is John McGlynn Hugh Keevans I thought you'd know that uh, So still 2-1 to Hugh Sorry you, John <laughs> You both knew that Lewis Morgan Opened the scoring for Celtic I thought you were going to get that one wrong Hugh You just took, took your time uh, Which Spanish side play their home games At Estadio de la Ceramica It's Villarreal um, The nationality of Glenn Camara Is Finnish and which country won Euro 92? Can you remember that one, Peter? No, I was going to say France, but... It was a shock, I think, back then. Were they not oh, late? Denmark. Denmark. Oh, Exactly. Well, Mark, you need to be quicker to get through. And that would have been the equaliser, but it's a hard luck story for you, Mark. Two right on the night, and Hugh Keevans managed three, so I'm afraid no luck on beat the pundit. Hard lines, Mark. Okay, thanks very much. Good man. Good that was man, Mark, Mark in Dumbarton. So you remember it now, don't you? Was that Euro 92 Oh for goodness sake I remember they get called in Because remember they were in holiday yeah. They were yeah. all the way in holiday And got pulled in And then won the tournament So you were there And can't remember who won it I was only yeah. 12 at the time uh, we, <laughs> come, we come back with the, the, the postcards Scotland always come back With the postcards I was going to say I was going to say I just I wondered if that was maybe um, A sign of how much You had enjoyed The, the experience <laughs> That you can't remember Listen, Who won it North Shopping Scotland stayed in North Shopping And it was wonderful there Yeah <laughs> Yeah what made it so wonderful? Oh, the great squad camaraderie and uh, all the rest. But great characters. I remember going out for a drink one night with the late great Billy McNeil and Gordon Strachan. The price of a round grant is shocking. Nah. <laughs> Especially you could have bought it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's zero one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones on Twitter. It is at Clyde SSB. Don't forget, by the way, all this week we've been playing Jingle Balls. This is another thing that Peter's just walked in on because it's been absolute madness this week. Um, and just in about 15 minutes' time, we're giving you the chance. Listen to this. This is the best prize we've had all week, I would say. A hospitality table for four at an SPFL match of your choice. Good prize, Hugh. You'd you'd bit the backside out of that one. I think. Aloha right. Inverness. <laughs> well, of course. Um, so Great, yes. the best soup in Scottish football is at Aloha. Is it? Yeah. Brilliant. Can you can you confirm, Peter? Would you go along with that? I try and stay away from it professional. Quite right. Quite right. <laughs> uh, but that's coming up in about 10-15 minutes' time. So keep an ear out uh, for that one. In the meantime, you can get in touch on the phones: zero one four one nine five one one zero two five Twitter. Is at Clyde SSB Not only are we looking back on last night But if you want to cast your, your sights a bit further forward And look to tomorrow's action Then we can do that as well Let's speak to Graham who's a Rangers fan from Johnson Hi Graham. Hi, how you doing guys, alright? Not Graham, too bad at all Good, good um, Listen, it's just really to come on and, and talk about like, Scottish football as a whole now I think it's changed, obviously I'm a Rangers fan But obviously in the past kind of Like four years, five years or so even beyond that as well, I think this is one of the most kind of like, successful seasons I think I've been witnessing in a long time, um, especially with Rangers and Celtic in Europe and the way the league is going as well. Um, I just think it's, it's been nail-biting to the beginning of the season, basically right through to the to, to present day. Um, and I just think it's good overall that, you know, I've got a lot of uh, Celtic fans, uh, friends and stuff like that, and they're all the same. Like, they're on the edges of their seats with the way the season's going overall. So, yeah, it's just it's good to be. It's good for the positivity to be back in Scottish football again, and um, and there was a lot of negative stuff happening in previous years. So I think it's we're just at a really good place just now, especially with the coefficiency thing and like twenty one, twenty two. So um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that basically. I, I would trace it back to Stephen Gerrard's appointment um, because up until then Celtic truly had it their own way. 
the Pedro Cachinha experiment was a disaster. Mark Warburton, a failure. Uh, Rangers in the lower orders before that. Uh, so the game had gone into a lull. Yeah. And that incredible atmosphere that we enjoy in this city had gone. And then when Stephen Gerrard came and you had him in the blue corner and Brendan Rodgers in the green corner, uh, we got something approaching competition again. Stephen Gerrard in his first season did not make a cup final and lost the league, I think, by nine points. Uh, But thereafter, he brought in better players. Uh, Celtic got over the shock of losing Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon came in and started to do remarkable things and now we have arrived at a situation whereby Celtic and Rangers are separated only by a couple of goals at the top of the league they will meet in a cup final a week on Sunday they are both top of their European groups and therefore we've got a proper rivalry here I, I, I couldn't tell a lie at the same time Aberdeen have gone back but there's fresh investment in the club with Dave Cormack and they have now to try and become the third force again. Hearts have gone back. They need to get their managerial appointment correct and they need to get that director of football in. Hibbs had gone back following the loss of Neil Lennon but they've now got Jack Ross, a good man. They've got two wins under their belt and they will come again but Celtic and Rangers have it their own way And that's the way it will always be It was that way in Peter's time It'll be that way 10 years from now But The Celtic and Rangers are At least giving us good football Great competition Fantastic individual performers And it's a sight to behold How would you assess things at the moment Peter Personally because you're someone who's been Brought up right involved in it You've played in it And then you've all, you've spent time in England as well And perhaps then looked at it from the outside a little bit So how how do you assess things at the moment? Listen I always knew Celtic Rangers were massive clubs And I could only say And this is my hand in Martin This is my belief I look at Manchester United and I think Out with them And I'm talking about a size and stature of the clubs Celtic Rangers That's the only clubs that come near them You know Liverpool are getting a wee bit back to that Um the other ones, the Chelsea's and that, I'll never be able to touch the Celtic and the Rangers with the support base they've already got. These guys go about Asia trying to sell themselves. Celtic Rangers don't need to do that. They've already done that many, many years ago. And that's already in place. And you can see that for Glasgow to produce the amount of supporters that go week in, week out to watch these two clubs is quite phenomenal. And the passion that the club, the supporters have, that's why I say there's a demand on the players all the time. Probably when I went to England, the biggest thing I noticed was it wasn't the player that came. You know, it was a player who came and was an excellent player. But they didn't do particularly well for either or. And it was only the reason was because he couldn't handle the pressure that goes along with playing at a Celtic or a Rangers. Um, the expectation. And that's never changed. When you're written, that's why I'm saying about the game last night. Celtic or Rangers, you're always expected to win. And it's great credit to two managers. The two managers have played in European competition, you've got to remember mm. as well. A lot of games in European competition. And I think they've used that experience to their players. They were winners themselves in winning trophies. And I think... People forget that, the standard these guys set as players. And I think they're putting that mentality into their own players. How are you going to survive playing at a Celtic or Rangers? And I think that's it's fantastic that the two of them are going to go head-to-head all the way, you know? And it, that, that's what it always was like. I mean, you talked about it earlier on, but we were in it when it was Hearts were strong, Dundee United were strong, Aberdeen were strong. They were all top clubs in Europe when I was here at first. When I started out playing, you never had an easy game. Every game you went away from home was sold out. 
you know, mm. in Scotland. So we're hoping we're going to get back to that and hopefully the, the feel-good factor then impacts on the national team because you've got young Scottish boys yeah. coming in as well. So hopefully all that's going to push it forward. Graham, from a Rangers perspective, what do you make of how comfortable the team seems at European level in the space of two seasons? Because it's been... Quite the roller coaster already. You've done it in different ways. There have been games where Rangers have, have blown teams away and won convincingly. Then take last night, where a full 45 minutes, you're away from home, poor by Rangers' own standards, up against it. But then a big half time team talk and things totally change at the break. They just look as if they are comfortable with the challenge at that level at the moment. Yeah, I, I think as well, like we're watching Rangers in previous years as well, it always, uh, this might just be in my head, but it always seems to be. The second half always belonged to Rangers when it came to games. Um, I, I felt as if they kind of lagged a wee bit in the first half against teams, even in the, the Premier League to, to, to Europe. Um, and it was always the second half where Rangers would come out and completely change and, and turn the game on its head, I feel like. But I, I, just, I, I just think the way things are going in, in Europe and that just now, I mean, when you look at the Scottish table and you look at the European tables, both of them sit on top of their groups. Both of them, you know, same points in the Premier League. I don't know how long it's been since I've ever seen that, and I, I just know everybody's absolutely buzzing about it. Um, p- personally, um, I'm not, you know, keep my hopes up for the Rangers game playing young boys at, um, at Ibrox. Uh, I'm just waiting for the game to happen because I've had too many experiences before where we've assumed that we, we only need to draw, we only need to avoid defeat. Um, so I'm not counting my chickens yet, but with the way things are going, as I'm feeling a little bit better about it, knowing that going into this game, um, we could very well take the victory quite easily. Whereas in past years, everybody was so nervous about games like this. Good man, that was Graham, a Rangers fan from Johnson, summing up quite nicely, I think, about the way everyone's feeling. And on a similar theme, let's touch base with George and Milton. Hi, George. How you doing, guys? Good evening to you, Marty. I like Peter. Peter, how you doing, mate? Nice to Good to see you, George. See you in the panel. Here, I give it up, I give it up watching yourself and the same as uh, the good the good friend there, Paul McStay. Brilliant, outstanding guys. He's done a great service to the club. Thank you. And uh, just uh, last night, when was the last time we've seen this guy, Celtic, winning uh, in a Scottish team, really winning the Europa League and uh, we could have two? It's magic. It's just, it's out, it's, as the last caller said, yeah, the guys are Rangers fan, I'm a Celtic fan. Just it's exciting. It's good to see us getting a lot of Praise for a change instead of a lot of negativity out there. The, the two clubs are doing, and you had it again here, gave you 100%. And you said it's a Stephen Gerrard factor at Rangers as well. It's all been really, really good. It's, it's positive. It's good that to, football should be like that. We should be enjoying it, not anything else out there, guys. Everything else seems to be making the headlines at the moment, but it's good that the football's at the top here. You have to, you have to earn praise. Rangers have earned it. The one constant since uh, Stephen Gerrard got there they, they, As I say, last season failed to reach a cup final Lost the league by nine points But the one constant has always been Stephen Gerrard in Europe with Rangers And now it's bled its way into the league football as well And with Celtic Neil Lennon, the job that he has done in Europe Has been extraordinary Given that Celtic under Brendan Rodgers uh, took some real sore ones in Europe Real sore ones I mean it's not 
doesn't sit easy with Celtic fans to lose seven goals in one game. Not to take anything at all away from Neil Lennon, but I wonder if that assessment is a little bit harsh on Brendan Rodgers, who took sore ones at the Champions League, at the top table yeah, yeah. against the, the you know the top sides in Europe. Is, is that a little bit unfair? I, I fully accept your point. It pains me to say so, but I fully accept your point. It's <laughs> um, a first for everything. <laughs> uh, but I just think, if we say the Europa League is Celtic's level right now, I don't think that's an insult. If you excel at that level, if you are showing that you are good quality at that level, then perhaps a season or two away, you might be able to do the same thing mm. in the Champions League. Here's However, an interesting one for just on that, Hugh. Sorry to interrupt, but Token Jester tweeted in, who is a big Celtic fan, tweets in regularly, who says, I love Neil Lennon. He's a true Celtic legend, but he's proven no one wrong yet. Going back to your 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 comments earlier on about you know people who doubted him yeah, when yeah. he first came in, Token Jester believes he's, he's as good as he's doing at the moment. He's just on the journey to proving well, people wrong. I, I wish he had phoned in because I'd like to ask him what would you construe as being a success for Neil Lennon. Well, I I would guess, and I'm putting words in Token Jester's mouth, but if Neil Lennon was to go on and lose this league title that they're neck and neck at the moment, oh, then he wouldn't have proven uh, anyone wrong. Well, we. Uh, live in a unique place If uh, Celtic lose the title There's every chance that Neil might get the sack uh, By the same token Stephen Gerrard might get the sack as well uh, When you have the chairman of Rangers saying Don't want money in the bank To say that as chairman of Rangers Having visited the places that he's visited in the last few years To say we don't want money in the bank We want the title That tells you we live in a unique place and it's the same for Celtic Peter Lawwell I'm absolutely certain Knows the value of Nine in a row Leading to ten For his supporters And the club That's why we're in a, An utterly unique season But I still maintain That for Neil Lennon To get Celtic over the line In terms of the league And the Scottish Cup Following the Departure of Brendan Rodgers Was a major mm. plus And to do what he's been doing Domestically and in Europe This season Adds to his image George back to the bread and butter Away at Ross County This weekend Any problems on the horizon there? I was hoping that Alan Nussie was quite uh, I was hoping that he was going to be back He's been an absolute uh, A revelation since uh, The start of the season Getting him on loan I was just thinking about that Hopefully he's back uh, Rangers paid £7 million For Ryan Kent and he uh, on seven goals and about five assists. Ellen Ursi scored seven goals and had six assists, and there's only three months gone of the season. I think he's a big player, and he could play a real part to the season. But I think Southampton paid 16 million for him, so yeah, there's a lot of money sloshing around. It's interesting what Hugh was saying a minute ago there. I think if Celtic win the league this year, it's more important they don't sell Morellas than next year because they'll be desperate to stop 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so, more important it's than more ultimately. Important for them. You know, so yeah. it'll be very, very interesting to watch that going along, you know, because they'll do anything, and that's fact. There's no getting away from that. That's the world we're living in, Glasgow. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they will not, they will do everything that they can stop 10. If they can't stop 9, they will do everything to stop 10. That's fact. That's the nature of the beast in Glasgow. The, but the thing we've got to enjoy is the two managers doing so well with their players and getting the best out of their players and exciting the fans again. I think that's so, so important. George and Milton, thank you very much for the call. Jingle Balls With Ladbrokes Backing Scottish football Please gamble responsibly What a laugh we've had With Jingle Balls this week Thanks to our friends at Ladbrokes We've been giving you the chance To win some great prizes And tonight is the best of the lot A hospitality table for four 
at an SPFL match of your choice Now, here's the deal Our pundits are going to go head-to-head in a keepy-uppy competition But wearing a Christmassy elf shoe and using a big daft ball So it's just a bit of fun And Peter Grant, I know you're looking at Hugh Keevens and thinking Easy, you beat Alex Ray on Monday Listen, if I get one, I'll be delighted You beat Alex Ray on Monday Now, we need two callers to come on You get given a side And whoever's on the winning side will win that fantastic prize tonight Hospitality table for four at an SPFL match of your choice You must be over 18 to enter Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 The lines close at the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Peter Grant's here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jingle balls. The highlight of the week is just moments away, but I don't want to rob you on tonight's full time teaser, so I'm going to read the question oh. out. Just get your minds in the right place, and then we'll crack on with jingle balls. So on tonight's question, Tony Higgins sent this question in for you both, and he's looking for 10. Norwegians To play for the old firm This century Um, Quite topical Because we could face Norway In the Nations League playoff So 10 Norwegians To play for the old firm This century Um, If Gordon Diel was here I would have to elaborate And tell him that's from 2000 onwards But I think you two will Will grasp that Thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) Is Chris Iyer a Norwegian? Yes There we go Not as difficult as you think Tore Andre Flo Yes, there we go Good start So we've got two of the ten Eight to go And it's definitely time for this Jingle Balls With Ladbrokes Backing Scottish football Please gamble responsibly Jingle Balls has been running all week Along with our friends at Ladbrokes But this is the best prize We saved the best until last Your chance to win a hospitality table 4-4 At any SPFL match of your choice The players must be 18 or over That's the only sort of catch uh, Subject availability on the the fixture Let's meet tonight's contestants Let's not hang around The first one is Alec and Blantyre How are you tonight Alec? Uh, not bad You're all good Good, all good thank Alec. you Alec thank Have you, you been trying to get through a week Or is this the first one that's hooked you in? This is the first one oh, you tried oh, Lucky really you then Lucky the you Because the rest of them <laughs> Have been phoning in all week And what about Linda and Gart Kosh How are you Linda? Hi I'm fine thanks Fancy Hi, Linda. Linda if I gave you the choice Unfortunately it's going to be down to the coin But Hugh Keevens was Quite a dark horse on Monday Would you back him to do the to keep you up in business on your behalf? Probably be in towards Peter Grant. <laughs> I tried to hear, I tried to oh, must be a lot younger. Listen, never seen me play. I don't care. <laughs> I won again. Alec Ray, I have a victory on the board. It's true. I don't care. Some of the efforts have been horrendous this week, I must admit, but it is difficult. The two pundits are going head to head, doing keep you uppies with a twist. They need to do them whilst wearing a big Christmassy elf shoe. Shake your elf shoe, Hugh. Can we hear it? I think you can hear that in the background I think it just flew off Uh, Right so here's the deal Alec you were first through So I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You get given Hugh Keevans And if it's tails It's Peter Grant And it is tails It's Peter Grant Representing Alec and Blantyre Which Linda I'm sorry to tell you Linda You're stuck with Hugh Keevans Alright Alec's moaning there (laughs) I heard that as well Right Hugh Keevans You're first up Step onto the playing surface please And by that I mean The left hand corner Of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Studio Take it away Shug The Christmas shoe looks great One Two Oh it's only two tonight I'm afraid Linda Two for Hugh Keevans He took his eye off the ball Peter Grant's dreading this Linda don't moan <laughs> Right Peter Grant Round you come Let's see what you've got Can only touch it With his elf book remember Alright oh, alright Look at him Couldn't get the rules in Let's go Peter One Two Three Four And it's a four It wasn't a classic But Peter Grant has won it And uh, remind me Peter was representing Alec in Blantyre That's right isn't it So Alec On you go Are you happy with that Alec? 
<laughs> Alec, that means a hospitality table for four at an SPFL match of your choice. Have you got a game in mind? Uh, not at the moment. I need to think about it. I don't think you'll need to think about it too long, <laughs> Alec. Alone, it must be a Rangers one. Uh, it's actually a, Alex, a Celtic fan. Uh, Linda, I am sorry for Hugh Keevan's performance no tonight. Good stuff. That was Linda and Gartkosh. Alec, you hang on the line. Producer Dan will get your details. Big thanks to Labrooks backing that competition all week. If you want to go and download their app, please do. Uh, please also gamble responsibly. And if you want a good laugh, head to at Clyde SSB on Twitter <laughs> to watch those watch. videos. <laughs> Peter, is that a career low for you? Uh, Absolutely That was the most I've kept up Good Honestly. job the door was there All week Hugh Keevans This has been causing Nothing not, but not right. Not really players That Peter was keeping up Nothing but drama This week we had Guidi and Duffy They were arguing Over who was using the wall And then Wilson and Diel Last night You can imagine those two So It's been brilliant I'm kind of glad it's done Because I thought We were going to have Pundits coming to blows uh, Over it I must admit Thank you all for taking part We saved the best prize Till last The hospitality table For four at an SPFL match of your choice I think you might be too late To go in for Aloha Inverness tomorrow Because I mean it's half past seven On a Friday night But if you stay on Peter will maybe be able to mm-hmm. hook you up uh, That'll be a big game though Tomorrow Peter it's, it's getting interesting in that division Yeah massive game for us As it is every week Because where we are in the league obviously But the performance I've been delighted with the boys I've absolutely been delighted Probably let ourselves About three times this season Performance wise So a fantastic group of players I've been really pleased The way they've played So, But we know it's a very Very mm-hmm. tough league And every game we have to play well From the outside I mean for, for the show for instance There's bound to be focus On the likes of Partick Thistle Which allows you to sort of Fly under the radar But I guess You won't really be thinking about that Because you've got your own standards That you want to maintain Absolutely I mean Every game we've been in In the respect to that We know the challenges Have been part time We understand that Ourself and our both know the challenges Some teams playing on Saturday Then the first time You'll see our players Obviously is a Tuesday but with a midweek game on Tuesday there So that's the difficulties we have Our boys going out to work I had one of the boys that's telling you earlier on Travels up at half uh, Gets in from work at half past four in the morning And plays in the afternoon You know and that's the sort of uh, test you have But as I say They look after themselves exceptionally well They live like professional football players And it's great credit to them The standards they set Their work ethic Their quality And a lot of my boys could oh, I could say them all could play At a higher level They've just uh, just decided to go a different route And make sure they've got a job every time they come to summertime Has that been an eye-opener for you then Coming into part-time football And maybe the side of it that that we don't see And that fans don't see Just the level of of dedication that it can take To juggle the full-time employment with the part-time football I think it's incredible As I say, John Robertson came in at half past four in the morning Drives all the way to Inverness Gets his pre-match meal at Inverness Straight after the game he drives straight back to work And that's one of the players And I know a lot of the players do that You know, the they give up the Saturday at work so that, But they've got to go back in on the Sunday You know, There's no cool down for them in the respect of that So there's a lot of challenges for them And as I say, but they're fantastic players And they treat it as a full-time job In the respect of that But balancing that with their, their families and that as well As I say, it takes I, incredible commitment I mean, this is a serious question um, You know, you've been in the Scotland Set up with Big Alec Norwich City I remember being at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff on the cup final day when you and Alan Pardew and West Ham seconds away from winning the FA Cup until Stephen Gerrard came along. <laughs> um, why? Why Aloha? Why did you go back in at that level? The chairman asked me. And Hugh, you know me, I love football. I love being involved in football. Um, I just can't get enough of it. It's the drug and... The day I go to my grave, that's what I want to be doing. And as I say, hopefully I can put back into football, which it gave me. It gave me a fantastic life. I love every moment of it. it. Has its frustrations, 
But I'm very passionate about football And I love working with football players How does the management or coaching style differ then? Because you mentioned earlier on Having not so long ago worked with Jermaine Defoe Multi-million pound footballer Who's played at the top level Represented his country To then work with part-time footballers And the different challenges that that brings How's that been for you? Well the pleasing thing is that The attitude of the, the part-time boys Has been unbelievable And sometimes you get frustrated You're out you're at a full-time club You get disappointed with their attitude To their training at times these boys, every time we've put a training session on or a match, they give their maximum. Maybe not work on certain days, but they give everything they've got. I think they respect what they've got. It shows you what they give up. And as I say, I've been very fortunate to work with some top, top quality, world-class players in some places, you know. Um, and I've been very fortunate. Mm. But the one thing that pleased me most, so I, I'll take my job as a full-time job. Seven days a week for me, 24 hours a day. And I hopefully I can give the boys the best preparation when they come in. They don't need to sit and watch through video after video. I'll send them all the stuff out because they're doing all their jobs. So when they come in, we get as much time as we can on the, the, the training pitch. And that's the most important thing. But as I say, their attitude and their commitment is the, the thing that makes the smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, it shows how much they're going to have now with them that to give them the best back. Still plenty of time to get your calls in. 0141-951-1025. That was Peter Grant alongside Hugh Keevans tonight. Kenny is on the line. Kenny's a Harps fan. What's on your mind tonight, Kenny? Uh, no, uh, evening guys uh, evening No, Kenny. I was just going to say uh, Congratulations to Celtic and Rangers last night And I think uh, the rest of our fans in Scotland Should remember that we uh, All our clubs get a nice wee bonus Because of what Celtic and Rangers have done You know what I mean? Uh, off credit for that So like your opinions on that Because it's it's a nice wee uh, pay Because we got a I think we got close to half a million pounds last mm. year with what Celtic did in the Champions League. Yeah, I think that was Champions League, so it's not quite the same this time round. But obviously the the sort of principle still applies. Kenny, what you're really telling us is you hope that Rangers have done themselves in last night and go easy on your heart side on Sunday. Well, please, I, please, please. <laughs> uh, I no, Kenny's being magnanimous and, and that's good. Um, why... If you were a Hearts fan or a Hibs fan or a Wraith Rovers fan or an Aloha fan, why would you not wish Celtic and Rangers well in Europe? It reflects well on the country. Um, it, it takes us up the coefficient table. I, you may I, not agree with it, but you can still understand. That's football, Hugh. That's rivalry. If you are a, a fan of any other team and you've watched your side being battered off Celtic Rangers all your life, it's not... That hard to understand That you might not be delighted When they win That's just the way we work Is it not? Well Well, Like I say You don't have to agree with it But it's No but maybe it's time We grew up then Maybe it's time We simply grew up And and appreciated Good football uh, As played by Celtic and Rangers Last night Appreciated the Brilliant individual performers uh, Whether it's Edward Morelos Christie Whoever um, And just Appreciate this is good because they're in Celtic and Rangers mm. although they've got all the money and Kenny's team don't and others don't on a domestic level when Celtic and Rangers go into Europe they're pretty much playing against the people who've got more money than they have Kenny what about Sunday then it looks like Austin McPhee will be in charge unless something miraculous happens are you giving your team any hope? Uh, <laughs> it's one of the ones eh? you, you don't know what's going to turn up on the day really uh, Especially a big Uchi, he's probably playing goals the way the thing's been going. Kenny, uh, Kenny, is Ann Budge taking too long or are you quite happy to, to wait for a manager and a director of football? I'm kind of on the verge of hitting the, the, the panic button, Hugh, because you're wanting to go and watch your team actually perform, you know what I mean? So I think, as I said last week, they only did a good boot up the, the behind, uh, which I was that was what I was going to lead to with, with Peter. Peter's, you, you're fair generation of footballers. You, you, you don't think that... Uh, 
today's players are a kind of sort of petty bunch. Well, I think it's different, Ken. I mean, I think the Lisbon Lions and that they said that, but the teams I was playing on you were completely different for the way they were. So that moves on. I mean, I look at the Hearts team I used to play against for unbelievable players and coming up against John Robertson tomorrow, obviously, as Inverness manager. And they were fantastic battles. Every time we went to Tynecastle, it was so tough. I think it's completely different. It meant everything to us. I mean, it was what paid your mortgage or it paid your bills, whatever. So you had to stay in the team. So there's all wee things like that. As I say, we were all local boys. We knew what it meant to the supporters. It was a completely different thing like that nowadays. Now it's history. Some people live on, or whatever foreign guys come in, you've got to learn them it. But in our day, 90% of the boys were probably playing for the team that they, were, they supported, you know, or were from that area. I knew what it meant to the supporters and it was really, really tough times. Hearts were a fantastic side. I got back to 85 and we won, obviously you don't like it, but when we won the league at Paisley and Hearts had went something like 22, 23 games, I think it was at that particular time. But that was, Hibs were doing really well. Dundee United were doing really well in Europe. I say Aberdeen. And I'd love to get back to that and that's why I think it's fantastic Celtic and Rangers are doing what they're, they're doing and I'm hoping the investment that goes into Aberdeen, the investment that hopefully goes into with Hearts and Hibs and whatever and makes them all stronger because that's going to mm-hmm. only make the players better and the game better here and hopefully then we can all progress because there's a hell of a lot of young uh, boys playing really, really well at younger levels and we're hoping they're going to get an opportunity and the fact that they want to stay and play in Scotland instead of going down to England and getting lost, that, that would be the ideal world for In me. terms of that game on Sunday, the only real piece of team news for Rangers is that they're hoping Jermaine Defoe makes it you did mention earlier on having worked with him. What's he like? Probably the best finisher. And that's a hell of a statement. When I talk about Charlie Nicholas, he's Frank McAvenny's, Brian McClears, you name them all, just at Celtic. Um, as I say, he was the best finisher I've ever worked with. The quickest in the box, ball drops to him, hitting it by the goalkeeper, putting it through their legs, the defender's legs, just toe poking it. We had him as a young boy, as I say, we turned him in loan to Bournemouth before even West Ham. We turned him to Bournemouth and he scored 18 games in the bounce. And I mean, some world-class goals even as a young man and he made headlines all over the place because it was a record at the time but he's got a fantastic mentality and he's a fantastic kid and he's a brilliant professional and that's why he deserves all the plaudits he gets at the age he's getting still playing and as you said the effect he's probably had on Morellas and you can see why Stephen's done it he's probably seen that when he's been England with him you know and he's no stupid that's why you'd bring that type of player at that age knowing he's a fitness fanatic in that respect and he'll have a big impact at Rangers there's no doubt High praise indeed Thank you very much to Kenny uh, The Hearts fan from Airdrie Give us a call back Kenny let us know What you make of the game On Sunday What about tonight's teaser Tony Higgins sent the question in For you two Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to hear your question On the show 10 Norwegians To play for the old firm This century You've got Christopher Ayer And Tori Andre Flo Is Mohamed El Yunusi Norwegian He is Football uh, nationality Yep Stefan Johansson Yep Yusval Haran no, he was nope. Belgian. Ah, what about is it Harold Bratpack? Do you know what? He just misses out from this century. I had to double check it. Ooh. I don't think he played after the. I think it was like November '99. So we've really done you out of that one. But um, Tony's very strict with his rules. You've got Ayer, El Yunusi, Johansson, Flo anymore, Hugo? Norwegian. So probably somewhere at Aberdeen. No, no, all no, old firm. All old yeah, yeah, all old firm. Sorry. I'll tell you what I'll do Give you some thinking time We'll get the rest of the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Peter Grant are here We're in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Tonight's teaser sent in by Tony Higgins uh, Looking for 10 Norwegians To play for the old firm This century Getting a good response on Twitter this I must say um, A few coming in 
Let's see who's got them right, who's got them wrong. Alan Lappin has sent a couple in. Stally Stensas was last century. Just there we go. So that's not one, just to get it out of the road for you. Um, Alan's got one of the other ones that you're still looking for. Have you got any during the break? Uh, Vida Recef. Superb, Hugh Keevens. Where did you yeah. pull that one from? I remember going to Molda against Celtic. Remember the game when Chris Commons had the wee tantrum? Yeah. And stormed off And just happened to bump into Vida Reset <laughs> in the street And he I was thinking We'll interview this guy Will he know about Ronnie Dyla And it turns out he was a teammate of Ronnie Dyla's uh, Stood and spoke to us for ages What a gentleman uh, There we go You can remember that story If you're trying to get to sleep tonight And you're struggling Peter, um, Peter's Peter, got one Peter's got one What one was that? Henningberg? Yes Oh lovely <laughs> Lovely Henningberg What a career he had down the road uh, Came up to Rangers So you're doing not too badly Henningberg Tori Andre Flo Vida Reset Christopher Ayer Mohamed El Yunusi, Stefan Johansson. Now remember, Sensas and Brat back um, just out on the time, so still looking for one, two, three, four. Ooh. I'll tell you at the moment, you're looking for one Celtic, three Rangers, and I would say one of the Rangers is nearly impossible. That'll fill you with good confidence, I'm sure. <laughs> so is the one Celtic. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, question coming in on. Twitter on the teaser Yeah I'll tell you what We'll get back to that Let's Speak to Ivan Who's in Bishop Briggs Hi Ivan Hi there Jesus First time Got someone New that's actually Pronounced my name correctly (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest (laughs) Producer Dan Just passed it on to me And Uh said He pronounced it Ivan So you better go for that (laughs) I'll hold that one forever Against all my mates (laughs) On you go Um, First and foremost First time caller Um, Absolutely love the show I drive from Stirling to Glasgow every day from work and uh, just get such a laugh coming home. And last night with that Matthew Adams, totally cracked oh, me up. I'll tell you what, Ivan, that was, just to, to put anyone in the picture who missed it, so whilst we're on the teaser, uh, Gordon DL's good for a howler on the teaser. So the question was, um, players have played with Celtic, they've been capped and their surname begins with a vowel. And he's gone... Matthew Adams <laughs> And we're going Who's Matthew Adams And he meant Adam Matthews It was brilliant Anyway Ivan I'll pass on your good wishes to him What's your point tonight? Uh, very briefly um, Fantastic Celtic Rangers Big Celtic fan But please Rangers um, Are doing well in Europe uh, You need it for Scottish football You always hear negatives down, From down south Or on newspapers or Whatever it is um, So it's cracking They're both doing well uh, Second point It's just very briefly About Neil Lennon I think everyone forgets that Neil Lennon's done this all before in Europa League when he came in 2010 from Tony Mowbray turned things around then went on a fantastic run took Celtic to the last 16 um, going toe-to-toe with Barcelona in the new camp it's no fluke that they then brought them back to Parkhead and uh, not turned them over as such but 2-1 um, and then went on again the spine of the team get taken away Kelvin Wilson Victor Nyama Gary Hooper um, and then we still made it to the group stage of the Champions League. So he's done it before, and people are acting surprised almost um, that he's doing it again. Just a quick question. Do you think Neil Lennon's team now, I think personally, is, is stronger than that team that bet Barcelona in 2012? Oh, wow, it's a great question, Hugh. I mean, when you look at some of the personnel that night, that's what made that result actually so remarkable. No disrespect to the guys, but it, it was Effie Ambrose and Kelvin Wilson, I think, at centre-back. Miku yeah. played up front that night, yeah, if you remember yeah, yeah, rightly. Yeah. I don't know. How do you, can you compare? Go on, give um, give it give it your best shot. Ah, now I I I simply believe in the present day 
you know, the, Comparisons I know Give people lots of fun but Come on It's 10 to 8 uh, No one will pull you up on it, it Well since it's 10 to 8 I'll say yes This side's better There we go Ivan Do you ask because you agree? I 100% agree I think From Going through the full players And if you look at Edward alone People are talking about 20 million Thrown around these figures 25 million There was no player in that team That was worth In that region at the time um, And you could go through All through Celtic's team now And I think Player for player Man for man they're better And let's just see What happens going forward In the next year or so If Celtic make it back To the Champions League Well there's so many um, Things that have to be Determined um, Fraser Forster Has been A highly significant move um, By Neil Lennon He just spreads Confidence throughout Everyone He is a terrific goalkeeper um, Rangers have got a terrific Goalkeeper of their own uh, And all things Stem from that I think um, El Yanusi uh, Doing very well But will he be at Celtic next season? Doubtful um, Edward, will he be at Celtic next season? Mm. Doubtful uh, You have to enjoy the moment in football And uh, not look too far ahead But right now On the 29th of November If you're a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan You're in a good place Ivan, thank you very much for the call It was your first time I pronounced your name properly Does that do enough to secure the fact That you'll give us a call back sometime? Oh, 100%. Brilliant. <laughs> Good man. That no, was Ivan. Everyone, not Ivan. Ivan in Bishop Briggs. Uh, thanks for the call, 01419511025. Um, David and Cumbernauld, I think, uh, I think I'll need to apologise to you, David. If I squeeze you now, it'll be a waste of time. I'll be just be shoehorning it in. We're nearly running out of time. Give us a call back tomorrow, David. The open line will be here. We would love to hear from you, David and Cumbernauld. Make sure you do uh, give us a call back. What else, just before we, we round off the teaser, what else is grabbing your. Attention tomorrow Peter Jack Ross is a former Alloa manager of course Has hit the ground running at Hibs He's at uh, hosts Kilmarnock tomorrow I'm delighted for him It's a fantastic job Going to take Hibs Great support Fantastic stadium Training facility You name it But the good thing about Jack is he, He's not one of these managers That's went and rested And said oh I need a rest To recharge the batteries He's got straight back in there And as I say That's why we love the game so much And I'm delighted he's went back in And started ever so well And I'm sure he'll be a fantastic success mm-hmm. For Hibs And Long may it continue for him And just briefly Hugh Motherwell Looking to get back to winning ways When they welcome St Johnston to Fir well, Park St Johnston are under pressure Nine men they finished with Against Aberdeen But held on for the draw And that was due uh, In no small part To Xander Clark in goal So again Some terrific goalkeepers Spread about the yeah. league But Tommy Wright Could really use uh, A win mm. St Johnston and Hamilton Ackies uh, And St Mirren Up against it I give Hearts No chance whatsoever on Sunday at Ibrooks, so there's a chance for Hearts, uh, St Johnston, mm. St Mirren, and Hamilton to perhaps make a little ground on them. I'm going to round off the teaser. I owe you an apology because I got the split wrong when I was telling you about how many were remaining. I'm going to take. We took one of them out, right? Because Thomas Bendixson. No offence, we just, you were never getting it, no, were you? No, Thomas Bendixson no. for Rangers. So you're still looking for another two Rangers and two Celtic. Because we took Thomas Bendixson out. He, he should have been on the list, but come on, right? Let's, so let's, tough. So the two Celtic that you're still looking for Just give us their initials Right, one is a defender Probably from the First Neil Lennon era I think At TR Thomas Rogge Thomas Ronya Well Ronya. done We got Sorry, there and then Nah, that was close enough Thomas Ronya uh, The other one A striker Didn't really work out for him The Ronnie Dyla era Then came, then played against Celtic I think in Europe Not long after he scored Actually Put you out your misery Yeah Oh The, the 
Joe Joe Inge Bergit Bergie, remember him? No? <laughs> Blank looks all round <laughs> Right, the two Rangers ones had He a obviously good... wasn't the golden boot <laughs> He was not Good career in England, this guy, I think Blackburn and Southampton But by the time he came up here We didn't really see the best of him A striker Probably the McLeish-ish era Hope I've not got that wrong, roughly uh, the blonde, big blonde lad Big blonde lad, that's a safe bet if he's Norwegian uh, yeah, See, that's a secret um, yeah, I, I, know I, know, I know you do though, that's the thing I can I see can in see your face, face. Yep. I, know, I know who he is <gasps> If I gave you the initials, I think you would get that E-O <laughs> Peter Grant's just making noises down the <laughs> Eagle Austin, Austin Stad I think he's one of you said it yeah. there And the last one's pretty tough uh, Norwegian defender, I think he was Yeah, he certainly was Played for like Celta Vigo and so on Initials D-E Nah, put you out your misery Dan Egan Thank you very much oh. to Hugh Keevans And to Peter Grant We're back tomorrow from 2 o'clock We'd love for you to join us And in the meantime, it's GBX Fridays <laughs>